It's 3 o'clock on the Blitz 1170, and that means it's time for the show with Pop and Colby. <laughs> As we talk about nonsense. I have no idea what you're talking about. Scott File is alongside trying to keep them on time. It's technically a sports show. He had a little, he had a little, uh, a little butt bump right before uh, he snapped it. What did he say? A butt bump. Offensively, we're actually rushing the ball pretty good. So we just got to stay with it, stay balanced. But we didn't get a break. You know, and hell, it's a seven-point game. I got we're you. Shape. All right. No, seriously. But that's debatable. So you're like, eh, yeah. And then you got, and then like, you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm trying to catch my breath here. I've been by the Alamo, but I've never stopped, so I'm going to go, like, maybe like do the Heisman pose in front of the Alamo and have somebody take a photo. What's not happening was I didn't have to kiss a pig today. We just want to have fun. Real talk. I think I just died. Yeah. I'm, I'm your redneck conscious talking to you right now, <laughs> yeah, Cody. Like, where's this voice coming from, my man? We can oh, do that. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't uh, you can't tease me like that and, and uh, then we go in a different direction. Well, especially not when you're in town. Ah, damn it. Blasting their way across Oklahoma. It's the show with Pop and Colby on the Blitz 1170. Boy, this just, this just gets weirder all the time, doesn't it? How do I say goodbye? Trying to find the words to kick off the program this afternoon. And I'm still on the struggle bus. Welcome in, everyone, to the show here on the Blitz 1170. My name is Jeremy Poplin, Scott File alongside, and Colby Daniels as well. It is hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Gentlemen, hope your weekend was well. And uh, it's a privilege to be here with you on a Monday to kick off uh, another week of fantastic sports talk radio. How's, uh, how's everyone doing today? Clearly better than you. Um, I, I, I've, I've been worried about you for nearly, I don't know, 20, 18 hours approximately. I, I have yet to even send you a text message because... I know what the grieving process is like. Just I'm I'm pleading with you don't. Don't. Just let me uh let me fight my way through it. Fight my way through it. I uh I, I you know ultimately I'll be okay as my wife tried to point out to me last night in the middle of the game, you know, this isn't that important. Like you, you get out of here right now. <laughs> like don't try to sell that to me. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can say. Like don't try to sell that to me right now. Um Many, uh, many emotions through the course of the game last night. Many emotions deep into the uh, deep into the night, into the wee hours of the morning, and uh, even this morning, as I uh, still try to come to grips with uh, what I what I witnessed. And I will say this to kick off the show: is that yes, I'm going to come across as a baby today, 
yes, I'm going to be labeled a whiner, and every other negative context that you could throw on top of uh, today's afternoon show with uh, probably my, the sound of my voice and just how down I am. And that's fine. Like, I'll, I'll own all of that. I cannot begin to express to you the level of absolute heartbreak and sports hurt that last night's game has caused. Maybe, just maybe, one of the more devastating losses as a sports fan that I have ever, ever experienced. Far worse than 2012. Far worse than even four years ago. This one is not only kicking the ding-a-ling, but you might have just gone Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom and reached right into my chest and pulled out my beating heart in front of me. Because there were moments last night where mentally, and I know better than this as a fan, but mentally you get in those traps where you're just telling yourself, like, like I, I, damn it, we're going to win. Like, we're, we're going to win. There were, there were at least four moments last night that were key predictors to me that this is going to end in my favor, and it didn't. And before we go any further, tip of the cap to Kansas City, tip of the cap to Mahomes, Spags, Andy, everyone, because they they did what good teams do, and that is fight through any type of adversity and find a way to win. And the team that I root for, the team that has been a bigger part of me than probably I even want to admit. It's funny, you come through losses like this, and you're like, damn, you know what? Stupid sports hurt. That uh, They might mean to you even more than you were willing to admit at times, just in your general life. And uh, last night and this morning was, was one, of those, one of those moments. So uh, with that, I know we got a lot to get to today, a lot to get to. But uh, your boy here is hanging today. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, last night was, again, maybe one of the worst sports hurts that I have ever been a part of. Well, I guess today can be a therapy session if you choose. Yeah, I don't want to hear that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how bad it was last what night. What sports dude. hurt is worse than last night, by the way? Because I like when that I, happened I, last night, I thought that's got to be. It's, there's not one. Yeah, that's, that's got to be like my equivalent of, of the 2011 World Series. Listen, I, I, love, I love the Spurs, um, but if, if they were my children... Like, if, if my favorite teams were my kids, Spurs would be my middle child. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know, it's just like the Spurs would be my Dion Amade. It's, it's basically what it would be. It'd be like, all right, yeah, it's not the firstborn and it's, it's not the baby, right? I mean, it would by far a step down the ladder from what it is from San, from, from San Francisco. And I, I love the Spurs, but... Um, I think if I were to multiply the Ray Allen three times 10 in terms of hurt, that's, that's where I was at last night when that was all said and done, like stunned and shocked and just in bewilderment. And, uh, here we go today. How, uh, how's everyone else doing today? <laughs> did everyone have at least a nice weekend? 
I mean, I feel bad saying that we had a good weekend. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, don't let any yeah, of this. I mean, was... I've got some really good friends that are Chief fans, and they they had a a fantastic weekend. So I'm uh, I'm happy. I'm if you had a good weekend, you had a good weekend. There's nothing that I can do about it. Well, I'm not trying to rub the weekend in your face. Is all I'm saying. No, but yeah, I would. Weekend never. was good. We we had a, a good time. Had some family over for the game yesterday, and had ton of food and snacks and and. Uh, None of the kids like had a meltdown during the game, so you know that's a win in itself. And yeah, just uh, you know, laid back, nice, nice Super Bowl Sunday for us. Good, good, Scott. How was your weekend, buddy? It was okay. Nothing too crazy or spectacular. <laughs> did you have a party or was it? Uh... I went to one. Ah, so... uh, you did. Yeah. Okay. It was all right. It was low. It was low key. Wasn't so... loud or anything. You could. I uh, just. Pay attention. The simple fact there were kids there, that's what made it loud. But Yeah. Yeah. Like annoying kids or no. like well-minded kids? They were well-minded. Because there's a difference. Running around, not giving a damn about what's on the TV or anything else. I would never have, like, friends over to my place with my children running around for the Super Bowl. Like, we had family because family has to kind of deal with that, right? But yeah. I would never subject my friends, people that are attached to me, not by blood, to to having to try and watch the Super Bowl through Kid Chaos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Kid Chaos hits a little bit different when then you start feeling guilty and you're like, all right. And then even when you have to say something like, well, you sit down and shut up, like then you feel bad because you're like, well, they're kids and they're just doing like normal kids things. It's kind of on you at that point if you've allowed that to happen or, or put them in that uh, environment. That's right. Yeah. Uh Anything else good happen in the sports world this weekend? Because I'm struggling today with coming up with anything that's good that happens sports-wise. Ah, we got through a Bedlam game and a Sooners win that was almost as quiet as what the lead-up to the entire game was, correct? Oh, I think that game sent basketball back 10 years. What a terrible, terrible <laughs> basketball Oh, that was so bad. It was not good, was it? <laughs> hey, a quick question off the top. Where does all of the... This is two years in a row that we've had this. Where does all this Porter Mosier taking another gig stuff come from? Like, because one time is you're like, all right, last year it was Notre Dame. This year, suddenly he's getting asked random questions about DePaul. And you have to start to just sit down and think, okay, maybe one year you understand where there is just some some nonsense that gets out there with the random sports media that currently exists. But two years in a row, am I missing something behind the scenes that's happening that everyone just wants to casually blow off? I mean, is there some sort of mutual interest in trying to move on to something else through intermediaries of just throwing the name out there and then that gets leaked back to individuals? Or is just is this just a coincidence that this has happened for year two now where Porter's having to answer questions again about another job and then shutting them down. And they're both Chicago area schools. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, the, the family as a whole is, is unhappy or maybe not even unhappy, but just hasn't found the same sort of, of, uh, vibe here that they had in Chicago, right? And maybe they want to return to that. Yeah, I just but think it's I, weird. To your point, to me, it seems more 
like because I, I wouldn't say it's been a failure necessarily no, like it's not at you know all. it's still in the in the building stages to a degree but I would say it has fallen pretty pretty short of what the expectation was for him coming in I mean I, I was one of the people along with many others that were calling it a home run hire when they made the hire and it's been anything but a home run hire again I'm not saying it's a failure but it has not even closely reached the the sort of expectations I think everyone had for the hire, and he has to know that as well. And there might just be a, a situation where they they you know he doesn't feel like it's going in a great way. He feels that everybody else is somewhat disappointed, and maybe he wants to to land somewhere of his choosing before I guess his resume is stained by being let go. Yeah, I, unless it's just strictly coming from those universities that are trying to find any type of regional tie, because we all know how that happens, right? With schools that have openings, how long for the longest time did you hear anytime the Stillwater gig opened up or, or a job in Stillwater is like, well, you know, we need someone that understands Stillwater and understands the culture. You get those things that are kind of like Lubbock. Okay, yeah, we need really someone that understands West Texas. So maybe it's coming from from those entities. And that, that might make a little bit more sense because if you're DePaul, and every university has this sense of entitlement and also we're better than anyone else. DePaul is a basketball school. Always has been and always will be. So when they view themselves or look themselves in the mirror, they are quick to tell themselves, well, any basketball coach would want to come here and actually coach at basketball school, not have to worry about that football nonsense that's going on. So maybe that's that's it, other than just saying, is he kind of maybe trying to get out of here and behind the scenes? Maybe it is actually the schools that are looking around for a savior that has area ties, like Scott said, to the Chicago area. Maybe that's it. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's it's odd. And it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea, too, of what the rest of the basketball world actually thinks about the Oklahoma job. <laughs> the head basketball coach at Oklahoma is that, oh, throw it out there. Maybe he might have a little bit of interest in leaving that job that he's turned into a top 25 job right now. I mean, they're back in the rankings into a, uh, a possibility. I don't know. And I'm getting ready to weird. change conferences, too. And so. changing conferences again. Yes. Which... It's got to be a culture shock, though, to like leave a place that maybe you know doesn't have a ton of resources, but everybody there's very passionate about the product to going to a place that should have way more ability to accomplish things at a high level, but the passion for OU basketball is, I mean, you're struggling to find a pulse there at times, right? And it's so far secondary to football. And it's, I mean, you could make the argument it's its behind softball. Yes. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Just a random thought here off the top, because I saw that he was answering questions about it today coming off of a bedlam win. I thought, oh, this sounds very familiar from where we were a, a year a year ago. Even though it wasn't last year towards the, more towards the end of the season, wasn't that a, hey, I'm kind of answering these questions as we're getting ready to play in the NIT I mean, these are maybe like a month early because we're still in conference play, basically, with like a, a month to go in the season before we get back to Kansas City. But nah, it's just DePaul trying to get a head start on things. All right. It does seem like some of that cautious optimism 
that existed with OU fans in the early stages of conference play is is gone, despite you know beating BYU and, and OSU recently. Yes, there doesn't seem to be a lot of of optimism or cautious optimism. No, there does not seem to be hardly any of that at all. All right, it is uh, three sixteen here on the Blitz eleven seventy. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Tulsa Oilers hockey studios here on the Blitz. Uh, we want to hear from you. The Neuropathy Treatment Clinic, Oklahoma text line, 918-262-5072, 918-262-5072. Uh, we need to take an early time out. When we do, come back. Colby Daniels will take the reins. We've got a show for you today that features John Holcomb and Dusty Dvorak coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Got a snack for you at 4.45 later on this afternoon and a ton of other things to get to, and Colby will take the reins next year on the Blitz.